Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Jim Ventura. If it's your first time tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio, let me tell you a couple, uh, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a professional astrologer, uh, numerologist. I work with a lot of different oracles, tarot, uh, animal cards, runestones. Uh, if you want information about personal services, you can go to my website at jimventura.com and find out about uh, one-on-one sessions in here in my home office in Phoenix or by phone. Uh, I'm also a published author. Uh, I've got two books published, uh, Snake Oil Volume 1, which is a collection of my first four years of my column I've been doing since late 2003, and another book I published back in 2007 called Dirty Little Secrets. Both of those are available on my website, or you can catch those through Amazon as well. If you're not already getting my uh, monthly newsletter, uh, email me at venturasag at yahoo.com, and I can add you to the mailing list. Anyway, so this is our first of the month show. So uh, I notice I've already got a couple of callers in the queue. Uh, guys, uh, one thing about the, the, the beginning show of each month is it's primarily about the column and, and reading the column live and talking a bit about that. I will get to the phone lines, but not until at the last 10 or 15 minutes of the show. So I apologize for that, but um, most almost every show I have, uh, there's plenty of time for callers to call in. Um, I, a lot of people catch the show live. Also, a lot catch it in archive, and they uh, I prefer to do the call-ins for little mini uh, five-minute reads uh, toward the end of the show so people can catch the gist of the um, of the show. So if you're patient, you can hang, uh, and I'll absolutely uh, get to you eventually. But I understand if you can't hang that long, I do got to keep on, on task here with the, uh, with the way we, we do our show. So um, we're going to start with uh, this month's column. And I'd like to read that uh, again uh, live here, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about it, and then uh, later on we'll we'll catch uh, we'll catch the phone lines uh, for all of that good stuff. Okay, so uh, this is my current column, Snake Oil. Um, it's called Enlightenment uh, in the Dentist's Office. Uh, okay, so um, I wrote this actually back in July, and uh, let me let me do a live read, then I can talk a little bit about it. Uh, my dental checkup left me with some serious angst that was then followed by some equally powerful illumination. Every four months I get my teeth cleaned. I've always been conscientious about keeping good dental habits. My, dentist, my dentist recently relocated to a nicer office space. His spot was impressive. But I wondered how he pulled off a move like this during a recession. My usual dental hygienist wasn't there for some reason, so a nice new young lady worked on my teeth. She noticed a spot or two on my upper teeth and suggested it would be best to do some x-rays. She showed me the x-rays and explained that I had two crowns that were cracking and needed to be replaced. She would have the receptionist at the desk give me an estimate on the costs on my way out. I paid for my cleaning and was given the estimate for the crowns. With my insurance discounts, it would be about $1,800 to replace the two crowns out of pocket. They asked me when I wanted to come in and get them done. I laughed to myself and said I would get back to them in a few months. At best, I would only be able to do one of them every four months. I was even a little suspicious that they found the damaged teeth at a time when they just moved into a more expensive office. 
Whatever the reason, I left the office with a feeling of heaviness. As I drove home, I began to get upset. A stream of angry thoughts raced through my mind. Just when things were improving for me financially, I get hit with this crap. Isn't that always the case? Isn't this just how life is? As soon as you find yourself getting more prosperous, there always seems to be something else that now needs to be fixed or repaired that inevitably costs a small fortune. How the hell is anyone expected to come up with $1,800 for teeth? Neither I nor anyone else I know has a change jar with 2000 extra dollars in it for random repairs. I gave up my credit cards two years ago, so how could I possibly pay for this? Life sucks and you never get ahead. Those are a million things that drag you down in life. No wonder the middle class is getting crushed. How can anyone afford these kinds of things? I had a steady stream of angry thoughts pouring out of me, and it wasn't the first time I had mentally run a tirade like this. My body was tense as I drove home, and I was more than a little angry. Amidst my internal rant, I heard another calmer, peaceful thought that came through. How would a wealthy person respond to the same event? I thought about it for a minute and then speculated that a wealthy person might be annoyed about it, but they would probably not go into a tirade of poor me thoughts. They would probably figure, I need the new crowns, it is a necessary reality, and it will be a good thing in the long run. I wasn't thinking like a wealthy person would, and it was no wonder that it was exactly where I was financially. I almost always reacted this way to anything that I saw as expensive. Then another even more enlightened thought followed. How would a spiritually evolved person react to this event? How would a spiritual person who was at peace around issues connected with money and also living a prosperous life respond? I thought about this for a minute and figured that they would trust the universe to take care of this. They would think the money needed will be there because this is something that simply needs to be done. I realized I always get exactly what I need. It will be fun and interesting to see how the universe will provide this for me, and I know it will provide. I'm always taken care of. I felt so much lighter to think this way. While I was not truly convinced yet... It was how I needed to start thinking if I was ever going to live a truly prosperous life. Our beliefs form our reality. I'd gotten so used to struggling in the last few years that I'd become even more inclined to stew over the cost of things. My endless tapes of irritation were the very things that were creating more struggle and lack for me. Our conscious, subconscious mind always converts our beliefs into the world we see around us. I was not a victim. I was getting exactly what I believed to be true and then getting irritated about it. I put the worry out of my mind and trusted that the issue would be resolved. In fact, later that day, I visualized it already being resolved. I felt a wave of peace come over me. I knew as I let go of these victim thoughts, my reality would inevitably shift. It always does when I do this. I just needed a negative experience to trigger my awakening. It's funny how enlightenment can come to us in the strangest places and times. Okay, so there is my column. Looking at it now, of course, I always notice a million things that need to be edited on it. Uh, it's an endless process. Anyway, so that was the, that was the column. Uh, you know, it's funny because I I have actually about um, I'd say probably about maybe 900 or so people that get my column. And I got a lot of uh, feedback on this particular column. A lot of people really liked it. Um, I had a laugh because I also got quite a few people that were either dental hygienists or used to be dental hygienists or in the field, 
and they had some comments about this. Um, a lot of it was like very practical advice. This is what you need to do, blah, 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 blah. And, and I, I very much appreciated that. Um, yeah, obviously, it's not a crisis situation uh, anyway at this point in the game in terms of, of my dental issues. It's just something that inevitably needs to get done. But I had a laugh because I, I certainly appreciate the pragmatic advice that came through. But uh, by the same token, that was kind of not really as much the point of the piece and why I wrote it. Because I think that, uh, you know, I always talk about this uh, when I work with people in personal sessions, anyone who's ever read any of my books or has uh, been, been catching my column over the years knows that I talk a lot about, uh, you know, how our beliefs form our reality. Um, this, uh, I began to study this, this perspective or philosophy back uh, when I was 17 or 18 with the Jane Roberts uh, Seth books, which I highly recommend, Seth Speaks, Nature of Personal Reality, um, uh, the Nature of the Psyche, uh, there's a number of uh, Unknown Reality, there's a number of them, all by Jane Roberts, written in the 60s, 70s, even in the early 80s. Really good material. And, again, and most metaphysical people are aware of these ideas and these concepts at some levels. So I want to talk a little bit about the subject in some more detail, and then uh, and then I'm going to go to the phone lines in about five or ten minutes here for some of these people who have been so patiently waiting so, you know, because one of you know, a couple of years back, uh, most of us probably remember this when the books, uh, the, like the the movie The Secret, and the books came out. Uh, they were very popular uh, sellers. I think it, I'm sure it was a bestseller. I know a lot of people really raved and were excited about it. Um, I read the book. Uh, I certainly saw the movie. Um, what I caught was that it was really good. I'm, I, you know, but I, I've said this before on previous shows. I would, I would probably give it a B uh, if we were rating it, you know, an A, B, C, or D in terms of the material. Um, there's a reason. It was good. I think it's valuable. I think it's helpful to a lot of people. Um, where I didn't, reason I didn't give it an A is, you know, guys, you can visualize, you can um, imagine, you could do ceremonial things to create. Um, you know, and, and shift and change your reality. And, and there are many ways to do this and through meditation and various other factors that will work. The problem is, I don't think the book got into this enough, is until you discover the beliefs that you currently hold, it's often very, very difficult to change your reality when you're holding um, unconscious uh, beliefs that are unexamined. We use the financial element of this. Um, you know, a lot of people who have their own businesses um, or are very, very creative often have similar beliefs, which is, you know, sometimes there's, a, there's an, an anguish about selling out your art and your creativity. Um, a lot of times it almost becomes a hidden arrogance. Many years ago I, had, I went to a uh, barbecue and it was a whole bunch of actors, uh, you know, not really – I would say extremely successful actors, a lot of uh, play actors and, and commercial actors and people. You know, it's Phoenix. To me, for the most part, if you're going to be a really successful actor, you're probably going to have to be in L.A. or Phoenix or somewhere like that. There are exceptions to those rules. But anyway, um, there are certainly people that are actors that make money and, 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 and do well here. I think it's just harder to do at every practical level. Um, that said, um, I noticed a lot of them, really talented people, very interesting, but I caught a lot of that 
kind of disposition where it was like, um, I'm really a great and talented actor, and the stuff that sells is all schlock and it's crap, and no one really, you know, un- no one really appreciates amazing, you know, uh, <laughs> acting and, and performance, and 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 there certainly may be some truth in that. But if you're holding that as an example, as a belief in that sense, you may not really be as successful in your creative endeavors because you, again, deeply believe that, you know, people are kind of stupid. They don't appreciate, you know, the, the magnificence of what you're able to do. So, you know, even a more obvious example of this, because we're kind of talking a little bit about the subject of financial matters, is, and it's very easy to get caught in, in this type of perception, um, is, you know, a lot of times people who are spiritual or evolved will, will sometimes struggle with financial issues as well. Um, they want to rise above uh, the, the financial stuff. Um, I remember many years ago uh, being up in Sedona and meeting um, uh, some guy at a metaphysical fair, very nice guy, chatted with him for a while, very interesting person, very spiritual, very metaphysical, and he said to me that he didn't... Um, he wanted me to call him, but he didn't have a phone uh, because he didn't really believe in that type of thing, and he was sleeping on a friend's couch. He wasn't sure if he was going to stay there. He can give me her number. She might be able to get hold of him. He jotted it down on a piece of paper, and, you know, I kind of just thought to myself, you know, how would I ever even get hold of this guy? I mean, he's not even dealing with the tangible realities of this world. <laughs> you know, I, I have a really good friend of mine who's an actor also, and he's 40 years old, and he's always struggling with money and finances, and he told me the other day that he really never learned how to do things like balancing a checkbook. 40. Uh, you know, uh, anyway, so I could I could go on about that, but I won't. The point I wanted to make here is I think it's really important to identify what we believe. And there is a way to do that. I want to mention that, and then again I'm going to go to some of the phone calls here. Um, but one of the things that you can do is, is it's, almost like a, it's almost like a brainstorming list. Take a pad and a, and a piece of paper. And whatever subject you're looking at where you might feel blocked, again, we'll just use money as an example. Say financially you're not making as much money as you'd ideally like. You want more money to come in. Just write on the top of the page money and then write everything that you think that relates to money, to your finances, every thought. Just like it's like a just a mental tirade of all the thoughts that you can think of. You know, things like, you know, things will come into your head. I never seem to have enough money. Things get more expensive. I, I, you know, I, I, my, I, I, my paycheck seems to get smaller and smaller. Um, you know, I, I, I'm afraid to really do uh, what I, I ideally like to do. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Life isn't fair. This is, it's actually, actually a lot easier to do this than you may think. You want to just sit and, and write these things out. Because the deeper truth is when, when you do this, um, and don't worry about whether you're doing it right or wrong. Just, just do it. Write down everything you can think of. You might end up with just a couple of statements. You might end up with pages. But then look at it again, and what you'll see is these are actually not hidden beliefs. They are the things we think about all of the time. Uh, a lot of times we struggle because we worry. And worry is like almost like a form of prayer. The more we worry, the more we're almost magnetizing, you know, more problem to us in that sense. It, it really, unfortunately, is a form of prayer. But once you look at this list of beliefs, what you'll catch is you'll, you'll kind of almost, you can start lumping them together in terms of what we call core beliefs. 
things that are really stuff you've never even questioned. You just assumed were facts of reality. And some of those things that you'll find will potentially be facts, but a lot of them will be your perception of what you decided was true. You know, I mean, say you're a nurse, and one of the beliefs is that nurses work hard and they don't get paid very well. You know, the truth is that may be true for you, but I can tell you I have a sister that's a nurse and is probably making $120,000 a year in New York as a, as, a, as a nurse. She gets paid well. She doesn't carry that belief. So that's what I want, you know, that's what I guys want you to consider. Um, I do sessions uh, with people for this. If you want to work with me, you can contact me on that. But, again, if you don't have the, 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 the funds for that, you can certainly do this on your own, and it's very valuable. From there, once you begin to identify these beliefs, then you need to look at whether they're really um, working for you or not. And then you begin the process of, of changing those beliefs. And that's, again, what I mentioned the book, The Secret. I think that they didn't really get into as much material as they could have in terms of uncovering beliefs and then necessarily changing them. They worked more on the idea of, of again, of, of visualizing and understanding that process. But I do think we kind of have to look at that ugly stuff. You know, and, and it's kind of ugly. I had done this years and years and years ago because um, I used to get sick a lot when I was in my teens and early 20s. I'd get colds, I'd get flus. So I looked at that as a reality, uh, under that idea that my beliefs created my reality. And so I wrote down all my beliefs about illness. And and I what I caught was something very interesting. After I had written all of this down, I began to see that, in actuality, what had happened was, when I was younger, I had, there was a lot of things I didn't want to do. Like, I remember being in, in eighth grade and having to do square dancing. Oh, God, it just terrified me. So I conveniently got sick with the flu a week or two into that time, so I couldn't square dance. And what I realized I had done is I had used illness as a means of getting out of doing things I didn't want to do and couldn't just simply say no. So it worked at some point when I was younger, obviously. It also got attention from my mother, which is something I wanted as well. Mom didn't give us very much attention, so I got it when you were sick. Mom would bring you orange juice. She'd rub Vicks Vapo rub on your back. You know, I mean, I liked the attention. I got to sit home and watch old reruns of Bewitched and uh, Gilligan's Island and crap like that. And uh, so, but what I had recognized is I had almost made a decision that I was sickly because at some level there was a value in it. And when I saw that and I identified it, it was just, I mean, talk about like enlightenment. It, you know, the clouds parted and I began to understand that one, you know, I did this about 25, when I was 25, and I realized I didn't need my mother's um, uh, acknowledgement, <laughs> you know, anymore. To, I mean, I was 25 years old. I mean, it was meaningless. And that I, the way of getting out of things was uh, just to simply say I didn't want to do it. You know, so, and, and you know, it's really funny because I'm 47 now, and, and one of the things that people will very clearly say is, I mean, I never get sick. I change that belief, and then, of course, the reality changes. I just don't get sick. It's really, really rare for me to get, get sick at all. I'm abnormally healthy. A lot of people talk about getting, you know, worse with age. It's been the opposite for me. I, I'm really healthy. But I did. I uncovered the false beliefs. And then I inserted new ones. And that can take a little while um, to do. Then that's where these visualizations come in and, and imagery and, and meditations. So, uh, and that's one why you got to know, guys, almost everything can be changed. 
you know, something short of losing your arm, you probably can't grow one back. That's an agreed-upon reality that all of us don't really believe. Although, if you went to an island somewhere, you could potentially do it, if you're away from the mass consciousness as well. But that's, these are, we don't, we're not looking at doing that anyway in that sense. We're looking at things that, that can be changed. So that's why I wrote this piece. Um, uh, uh, Truth is Truth Radio uh, is writing in here and saying that uh, their sister does the same thing, gets sick for attention, oddly enough. Yeah, great. Other people can catch this, too. I, I absolutely did it for for, for many years. Uh, again, it was really more uh, to get out of things in that sense. But um, you know, it was somewhat for attention as well. But uh, it, it's changed. Now I'm working a lot on, on changing my beliefs around money and finances. In fact, if you're local here in Phoenix, I am doing a Creating Prosperity class here in uh, November. Get on my mailing list if you want to info about that. Sometimes I'm able to do people by, um, by, uh, by uh, phone as well, too, for those. Anyway, okay, so uh, great topic of subject here. I've had some painfully patient people waiting uh, to call in and ask some questions. So I'm going to take uh, one or two of my call-in questions. Um, I'll be able to do a couple of short little mini-reads, but I, I kind of want to try to stay primarily on topic today, guys. Um, but uh, I am going to take a call here. So a call-in number here, we still got about another 20 minutes, so I can take a few calls. The guest call-in number uh, for Snake Oil Radio and Talk to Me is 646-200-3966. My name's Dialogue 1 before that, but uh, let's take our first caller here. 805, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Oh, hello. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you? Thank you for your patience. I, boy, you really are perseverance. I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give, I'll give <laughs> no, you props for that. You A lot of people... If you saw the switchboard, you'd laugh because you'll see how many people kind of jump in and out. A lot of people, they just can't hang, you know, and I, I always well, I laugh. I enjoyed like, listening to what you had to say. Yeah, if you listen to a radio show anyway, you could just be on hold. What does it matter, right? But, you know, yeah, I, I get people that they just want to come in. They, they, they're not really listening to the show. They just want to see if they could get a, you know, a, a quickie mini reading. So uh, we appreciate your, your listening as well. So but what's I your name? I'd like to get it. My, <laughs> my name's Donna. Shauna, um, you called them before, haven't reading. you? No, this is the first time. Oh, okay, cool. All yeah. Right. Okay, I'm going to, um, I think, you know, I usually just kind of go by a quick instinct on all of this. Um, I actually, I think I am going to, sometimes I pull a rune or an angel card or a tarot. I'm, I'm feeling tarot for some reason, so I'm going to pull a couple of tarot for you, Shauna, okay? Give me just a okay. moment. It's Shauna, right? No, it's Donna. Donna, thank you. I'm not listening yeah. very well today. That's all right. I always, yeah, always correct me if oh, I'm, I'm saying your name <laughs> right. Well, it matters. Uh, all right, so give me a second here. Let me. I'm going to put the phone down just because I need to pull a card or two. Okay, Donna. So I'm going to kind of paint a quick picture here for you, and then you can, you know, you can jump in with comments as we kind right. of progress here. I pulled, okay. um, I actually pulled four cards. I pulled a card for the past. I pulled a card for the present. 
um, for the near future and then where things you know progress into the beginning of next year. So mm-hmm. three swords comes up in the past position. You know, uh, not to I don't I don't like to dress things up. I'm a true Sagittarius. I, I like to say I'm optimistic, but I also want to be honest. Uh, this is a crappy card. Um, it means you know sometimes it means fighting or discord, but a lot of times it just means difficult situations or circumstances. You know, swords typically are very mental in their approach, so they have to do with the way we're thinking and analysis, but they can quite realistically have to do with details or circumstances and situations. So we see some some frustrating energy in the past. Um, sometimes it could be arguments with other people or difficulties. Again, sometimes it's just, you know, frustration with detail and certain other dynamics that are happening in life. Um, so we see that coming up in the past. Now... The present, though, comes up uh, the Mother of Cups, which represents the influence of a, a water sign female. Um, this is in an upright position, so it's positive. This could certainly be you or it could be someone that's around you. Uh, water signs are, are Cancers, uh, Scorpios, and Pisces, or people who are emotional, who are sensitive, who are kind, who are devoted, um, sometimes even creative. Um, does that sound like you or does that sound like someone else that's kind of in the picture now? It could be me or it could be my sister. I don't know. I think it's, I mean, I'm very kind, so it could be me. Right. Okay. So uh, the near future, though, comes up the Nine of Wands, and and it comes up reverse. So the Nine of Wands means, again, there's a circumstance or a situation where wands always have to do with enterprise and activity. So, But the Nine of Wands usually means kind of a circumstance or a situation where there seems to be um, a little bit almost of a burden or a feeling of uh, too much responsibility or or kind of heaviness coming in. The good news about the Nine of Wands is it usually means that, like, it's not necessarily something new. It's often circumstances and situations that are already there. In fact, the imagery of the card shows a man with his head bandaged and standing in front of Nine Wands, and he's looking tired, but he's holding his position. So we see some uh, still some energy connected with frustration in the near future, like it's not moving through exactly the way that you'd ideally like it to. But the outcome for the beginning of the year shows up very nicely as the Four of Wands, which usually means harmony and peace and happy family and stable circumstances and, con- and conditions, that things improve. So uh, what's going on? Does this make any sense to you? Yeah, it does in a way because um, my friend that lives back east, he's 88, and we've been friends for 25 years, and um, he wants me to call him his uncle. I've been writing him for for 25 years, and I think he's depending on me taking care of him, Right. either back east or him moving to Santa Barbara, and now he's saying that his sister would need some assistance too, and because I'm kind and gentle, and I have done this kind of work before, that I um, he would you know send me to Ottawa, Canada, and I could be with his sister for a while. So maybe that's where the frustration's coming in because the work is a bit depressing at times. But then right. again, he's so gracious and kind. He's going to leave me in his will, and he's leaving me a substantial yeah. amount. And I'm looking forward to the traveling I'm going to do. I'm going to take my sister to Greece and Italy, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm really looking forward to that. So the, I think that. The frustration's there because, you know, you know, I don't mind giving to him. He's going to give back to me. My right. whole life I've been giving, 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 and no one's given back to me. And no one's so given back. So it's my time. Right. 
Absolutely. You know, I, I like that. I think that does fit with, with the cards um, in that respect as well, too, because usually the mother of cups in the, in the cards have to do with the kind of a nurturing female in that sense. I think you definitely would fit that category in some respects as a caretaker. You know, and what I'm hearing and when I see this nine of wands is, you know, again, the, the aspects and the details of this may be a little tiring or a little exhausting yeah. in that sense. But I'm hearing that, too. It's a worthy endeavor because I think the results that come from this are really awesome. I have to tell oh, yeah. you that in the, in, the, in the Tarot, the Four of Wands is like one of the best cards you can get. It usually, mm. I mean, the images of the family dancer on the flagpole, it usually means like things are finally working out, that things are going well. It means celebration. It means abundance. So yeah. I like this. I think that it's worth the time and the energy in that sense, but I feel like there's finally kind of that return coming, and I think the real, the deeper issues are just for you to be welcome and open to it. Yes, and yeah, I mean, I had a a real transformation. Um, you know, I'm by myself. I don't have kids. I'm not married. I've right. just been putting all the energy into raising my mother's eight kids and then my sisters and just doing, 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 fixing everybody, yeah. helping everybody, and finally when I got sick, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, my sister said if I was dying, she would come. And then right. I thought, oh, my gosh. I mean, when I, if I'm dying, it's like, it's like okay, then, then I'll die, you know? So right. I had this awakening, and, and my friends that were around me just did such – I've been doing so much for them. They did just the bare minimal. You know, right. like maybe, maybe a cup of tea one day. You know, there was no real nurturing. There was no real nurturing. So I turned it all around – and I'm nurturing myself, but also when my abundance comes in and all, it's not that I'm going to be selfish because I always share and, and do and, you know, and this and that, but it's going to be a little different, I must say. It's going to be a little different. Yeah, and, I think it's a, a positive. In fact, I pulled an angel card, and it comes up the angel of play. Which yeah, I'm means, going to have fun. Yeah, that you're, that an opportunity is coming up in the future, and, and you want to kind of even almost brace yourself for that now. Um, you've worked a lot, and I, and I, I love that because the Nine of Wands, you know, reversed. Again, a little more of it to come, but, you know, it is kind of a back-breaking card to me. I'm actually writing a book of tarot interpretations now because most of the interpretations on the market suck. So I finally want to actually put a good tarot interpretation book for the average person to use. And I wrote about that, and, and you're describing it to a T. What you, you know, you know what it is? My life has been, I have been in school of life. And my yeah. sister was saying about this guy that she met, he's very nice and this and that. But he, he hasn't been in the school of life. I mean, he hasn't. And I, a lot of depth comes from actually being in the, in the school of life. And what's right. happening now is that I'm sharing myself with people a little bit more, and my aura is coming out. And uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, it's interesting because I've never really looked upon myself that way, where I could, where I know my aura. I know what I'm. You know, right? Do you, know what I mean? Do you understand that a little bit? Absolutely. And I, I'm also. Yeah. And the other thing I'm, I'm thinking is this. You know, a lot of the service that you've done was kind of your own sense of of, of paying back karma. Um, but wisdom erases karma. And that's what's very key is you make that decision, well, okay, you know, I'm still going to be a person who's service-oriented and helps others, but now I'm going to prioritize myself. And I think that's what shift is occurring now. 
And as that, you know, there's a great line from the runes that I always like to, to quote, and it's very simple. Um, he says, as I cultivate my own nature, all else follows. You know, also, no, and that's so true. But I know and know thyself, too, because as a child, right. I don't think I, I had any bonding from either parent. You know, right. there were seven other siblings, so I survived by being with the children and everything. And, and, Absolutely. And I, and I think that that had a lot to do with it, too. Right, and it yeah. Believe well, me, we can have a whole discussion on this because I end up doing oh, the yeah, same totally. thing. I became the nurturer. But I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, let you go now. I got one more call I need to take. But Donna, thank you for the call. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. And really you were right awesome. on. You were right on with your Tara, definitely. Yeah, I love it. It's it's really like again, it's tough with these. I want to go into so much more detail, but but I can't. No, but you uh, have. So you call have again, so much definitely. already. I will. Right. Thank you so much. Have a nice thank day. Thank you, darling. Cheers. Bye bye. All right, awesome call. Thank you for that, Donna. I love it because I, I, I do. I love how, um, you know, the Turo will paint a picture. I want to take one more call um, for five minutes, and then I'm going to just finish our discussion here. All uh, right, let's see if I can get 937. Welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Are you there? Yes, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for holding as long as you did. I'm, you're going to be my last caller, but I'm, I'm glad I got you. So uh, what's your name? Sandy. Sandy. Have you called him before, Sandy? No, I haven't. I've got some newbies today. All right. So I've got yeah. some regular followers that that call in every month or two. That's why I, I have to double check. Uh, anyway, so uh, do you have a question, comment? What's going on, Cindy? Um, I want a reading. Uh, anything comes in that will uh, go with love or what's Without coming in my life. Okay. Or anything happening, you know. Hey, it's a legitimate question. Yep. Uh, legitimate <laughs> question. Okay, so when is your uh, day and month of birth, Sandy? I'm getting a push to ask you that. April 8th. April 8th, okay. It's the same as my mom's birthday. Really? Yeah, though I'm not guessing, I'm, I'm going to safely bet probably not the same year. Oh, I'm I don't know. Like I'm sitting up there. What'd you yeah. say? Yeah, my mom was born at like 35. Oh, no, uh-uh. No, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that. That's why, that's why I asked. Um, okay, you know what what I'm getting, and I'm pulling a couple cards on all of this. What I'm hearing um, at this point is, were you were you uh, were you partnered or married before? Yes. Yeah, because they're showing someone in the past um, that they're also showing another fire sign. Uh, may or may not have been an actual fire sign, but it's coming up reversed. Um, usually that usually means someone whose fire is off. And what I would say by that is either they're, they're going to be passive and weak at some level or the opposite, very opinionated or controlling or strong-willed at some respects as well. So we see that coming through in the past. Um, when was the birthday of your previous mate? Um, October 23rd. Okay, so it's actually Scorpio. Okay, that's a whole other story. All right. <laughs> so from there. Yeah, uh, very controlling. The the, yeah, that's a whole other story, right? The present <laughs> comes up the ten of uh, the ten of swords. So um, I feel, you know, you could, there's a duality that's going on around this right now, too, because there's still, you know, like I feel like you're, you're purging some sadness and some loss um, from the past, but also at another level you're opening up to um, some new possibilities and new ideas. One thing I'm definitely getting, and I see this in the cards because the Ten of Swords is showing up, is, you know, very definitely the past is the past. Yes. Like you won't repeat it. 
Right. So there's a real need to kind of go in, a, in a, almost in a completely different direction at this point. But I think you've got an awareness about what that is in that sense also. I think you're, I'm hearing you're a little bit more clear about what you want. Um, have you have you uh, have you started dating, or you're still just contemplating? Uh, yeah, I have. I've dated, yes. Right, because what I'm getting is I feel like I see what comes up next is a two of wands reversed, and then I pulled a rune and it came up movement reversed. So in a nutshell, what that basically means is there's still a couple of months ahead of like. It not really clicking in an ideal kind of a way. The two of wands reverse usually means like you're starting a new endeavor, but there's frustration around it, that it's not really clicking exactly the way that you want it to. Movement reverse suggests that there's a couple of blockades in place still. But what comes up after that is the high priestess card, which means um, that there's someone that comes into your life. Like in the beginning of the year, I keep hearing something about February, um, who's kind of like, um, uh, it's, it's a funny analogy, but someone who's kind of a nurturer to you. So I'm getting something about someone who is very kind and very gentle in some ways. Um, I like the feeling of that. Um, and it's funny because I, I, I almost feel like that you're having trouble sort of seeing that. You know, what kind of people have you gone for in the past? Oh, gosh. Um Usually, just people, the guys that just make me laugh, and mm-hmm. um, someone that we we can always talk. We never run out of anything to say. He's sometimes right. the life of the party. That he's quiet, but yet can come in at the right time and say something, and just makes everybody laugh. Right. Because so, but you're not seeing anybody now, though. No. Yeah, interested in a guy like that, but not really yeah, for not dating. what you're looking for. Yeah, you know, and, and so here's what I'm getting toward the beginning of the year. It does feel uh, more positive to me that way. I'm laughing because another card that I pulled comes up, the, the Daughter of Cups Reverse, which tells me that, like, you're going to get into a situation where you'll understand what I mean about this. It's going to make you feel like a little kid again. So it's going to rekindle that romance and that play you know, I just had two young, like, 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds in my office the other day, and every time I ran a 19- or 20-year-old, I always remember that feeling like that everyone you date is going to be your next husband. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Your life. I mean, like, they're so naive, but, like, it's so cute at the same time. But that's what comes up in your cards, which is interesting. It means there's something that's going to trigger you um, in a way that's very, very, um, like, again, very, like, it's kind of getting you back in touch with your optimism and, and your happy button again. So I like that. But I will just tell you that if you find um, that there are a couple of misses still in the next couple of months, don't stress about that. Okay. It's you, it's just I almost feel like there's still a little bit more need for research because they keep showing me someone who, like, you're communicating with, but, like, he's not really communicating back the way you would like. Right. I just feel like it's like you're gonna have you're gonna have sort of doubts a little bit about it, and if there's too much doubt, then then just ditch it. Okay. Go on to the next thing. You know what I mean? You'll understand what I mean by that. Someone that's kind of a little bit I don't know, just not clear in their in their information. I like what I see in the beginning of the year better. I feel like there's something really clicking into place nicely in about February or March of the coming year. Wow! Well, okay. thank you. Coming, but don't like I said, don't get the 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 rune says. Um, uh, the key line here is, what is yours will come to you. 
Fantastic. And that's Great. I like manager to be. It's just, you know, it's not really about finding love. It's about being receptive and saying I'm ready and then saying who's lucky enough to get me. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's strong. You know, that wow. All men and all women. And when people end up with the best mates, they're always the cockiest. You ever notice that? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the ones that just think that you're lucky to have me in the first place. You know what I mean? There's something about that that's really drawing. So I want you to kind of tap into that, Okay. Okay. Hey, that sounds great. Thank you awesome. so much. All right. Thank you for and calling. And I, I loved your show. It's great. fantastic. I'll keep. I'll press uh, follow and get you for. Uh, keep you online then. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. Good thank deal. Thank you much. Thanks again. Have a great night. You too. Bye bye. All right. That was another good call. Thank you for both of those calls. Why am I not? There we go. Okay. Thank you for both of those calls, um, uh, Sandy and uh, Donna. Two excellent uh, calls here. So, uh, and thanks you if everybody for for listening to the show today. Um, we got a couple more minutes here, so let me throw. I'm not going to take any more calls, but let me kind of finish up my my thoughts for the day. Um, I do do sessions uh, with people. You know, if you if you have trouble with with uncovering beliefs and doing that, I do what I call transformation sessions and reality change sessions. Uh, those can be done by phone. Um, also, uh, you know, go to my website, check out jimventura.com. Um, if you want info on any of the services I do, um, you could friend request me on Facebook. A lot of I get a lot of uh, comments and, and things that I do on Facebook also that are awesome little extras. And then just email me at venturasage at yahoo.com to get my monthly newsletter. It's called Snake Oil. Everyone who gets my Snake Oil gets discounts on sessions, great information. They get to read my books before they even get in print. Um, every time I find something cool, I, I put it in the in the column as well. So certainly worth getting. And if you if you get, send me your email address, believe me, guys, no one's ever getting your e- email address from me. It's, uh, the column is blind copied out. I also want to mention that for the rest of October, I have a special running. It's only for Facebook uh, friends and people who happen to catch this show. October 2012, still got a couple of weeks on it. Um, I'm only going to do five of them. But um, the special is um, a uh, half-price session for a full numerology profile and a power animal pull to see what your power animals are right now. Uh, The numerology profile is like getting your astrology chart done. It's awesome. I just did a whole bunch of these at a fair, and people were blown away. So normally for a 45-minute session like that, I charge 80, but uh, I'm going to sell five of those uh, through Facebook and to anyone who contacts me that caught the show and just say, I want the numerology power animal special and a uh, half price, 40 bucks. Uh, it can be done here in my home office or obviously for most of you who don't live in Phoenix. We can do it by phone. It's all recorded. Um, again, I'm just going to offer this special in October and I'm just going to sell five of them. Uh, each person could buy up to two if they want to buy one for a friend. Uh, we just do five or six of them for the month. I always like to do these little, throw these little things in there from time to time for anybody who catches them. Uh, anyway, uh, this is my little uh, push uh, for prosperity for other people as well, too. So if you're interested in that 45-minute session at, at, a, at a half-price offer, 40, contact me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or tell a friend and they can grab it, too. Uh, okay, looks like we're down to the end of our last few minutes here. Um, uh, thank you for, for listening to the show today. Uh, I know, again, a lot of people catch the show in archive. Um and uh, it's a great way to listen to it as well. Thank you for all the comments uh, in the chat room and everyone who was uh, with us today. I'll be back again next week. We're going to do our update on astrology show. I'll have some more time to take uh, phone calls. 
Um, always look for the show uh, where I say listener's choice in astrology show because that's the one I can usually open the phone lines a bit earlier. Today I was only to get two people in, but they both were two great, uh, great calls, and I wish them the best. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm like a little kid. I I get paid to do something I love. I still love pe- pulling people's cards and taking a look that way. It's just fascinating to me. You think I would have got sick of this after. 30 years of doing it, but for some reason I still love it. Uh, that goes into alignment with the uh, old adage, do we love and money will follow. Anyway, so uh, again, thanks for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio. This is Jim Ventura. Uh, I, again, I'll be back here again uh, next week, and then I have a week off because I'm going to do my, I go to Vegas every uh, every uh, about month and a half, every two months for some fun and relaxation, so I'll be taking a week off after that, but I will be here next week. So have a great day, everybody, uh, and uh, definitely, you know, look at your your beliefs. Uh, you know that you can change your reality. You're not stuck. You know, things can be shifted. Things can be changed. Uh, just that we have to know what we're thinking and then change it from there. All right. Have a great one. Cheers. <laughs>